The following is a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Diversity and Excellence show are solely that of the host or guests and not those of 1017 The Truth, Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC, or Erie Insurance. A diverse workplace is at the core of many corporations' mission. Erie Insurance is one of those companies which believes diversity, equity, and inclusion creates an empowering workplace. Here to discuss the importance of a diverse workplace is Dr. Ken Harris and Fred Johnson, Vice President and Branch Manager for Erie Insurance Wisconsin Branch. This is Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. Good day and welcome. I'm Dr. Ken Harris, and this is Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. Our guest today, you know, I'm going to let him introduce himself. I spend a lot of time introducing other people and telling about other people. But I'm excited to have you here today and tell everybody your name, what you do, where you're from, your shoe size. We, we, want, we want to know everything about you. Oh, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Well, I am Fred Johnson. I am the vice president and Wisconsin state manager for Erie Insurance. And I'm originally from the Cleveland area, but I recently relocated to Milwaukee. It's actually my one year anniversary here. Uh, I can give you a little history of myself and uh, my time with Erie Insurance. I actually started off, Dr. Harris, in the mailroom. You know, my job was to take the trash out. So uh, so you're one of those people that actually started from, you're literally a servant leader. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Literally okay. started from the bottom. Uh, you know, I was putting paper in copiers, just trying to find anything I could do that could add value throughout the day. I would go to school half a day, go into work half a day. And then, you know, go around and play around. I was a little kid. I was 17, trying mm-hmm. to find things to do. So uh, I started off there, graduated from high school. Then I went to the University of Akron uh, in the Cleveland area and spent four years there as I was still continuing to work part-time for Erie. Blessed our hearts. They were very uh, <laughs> understanding of me and my schedule. You know, mm-hmm. Sometimes I would work mornings. Sometimes I had to work afternoons, depending on the classes that I had to take. But they were understanding, let me come in and kind of continue that job I had of taking out the trash, moving the, you know, moving the files around and, you know, doing everything I could. Uh, after that, I graduated and I got a full-time position at our Erie Insurance home office, which is in Erie, Pennsylvania. So I moved to Pennsylvania for three and a half years. Uh, during that time, I was dating my now wife. So after three and a half years of a long distance relationship, my wife said, you're either going to come back to the Akron area or me and you're going to try something else. So, Dr. Harris, I did the most prudent thing, and I brought my behind right bound back to the Akron, Kent area, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a job in uh, property adjusting. So I spent the three and a half years at the home office doing some uh, claims adjusting. I was you know, doing liability work, uh, subrogation work, which is where you try to get the money back when the loss right. wasn't your fault, right. uh, working on cars, all those different things. And then once I got back to Ohio, I was climbing up on roofs and you know, managing you know, weather-related claims, all kinds of stuff. Did that for a year and a half and eventually got into the sales side. So I uh, took over a territory in the Cleveland area, which was uh, named uh, so eloquently the DSM Graveyard, a district sales manager graveyard. Wow. Yeah, that's where uh, the district sales managers went to die. Now, is that one of those things where it's so easy to sell that you could be on automatic or nobody wants it, so anybody we don't like, that's where we put them. <laughs> yeah. So honestly, it was it was a different dynamic for a lot of folks that right. had tried a position before, because the city of Cleveland is much like the city of Milwaukee. Yes, you know, it, it was hard to understand. It was very manufacturing driven, uh, very heavy in diversity, and it was just hard for people to kind of understand. You know, how do I make sales here? What do I? What's the focus that I need to have? 
how do I continue to grow and grow in a sales market mm-hmm. that's kind of unique like this? You know, we had done very well in rural areas, done very well in suburban areas, right, but just right. hadn't been able to kind of crack what we need to do in an area much like Cleveland or Milwaukee. So now, uh, now, was that saying that because it's predominantly black or has a heavy minority population, was Erie not equipped or had they just not ventured into the area and took the time to build it? I think Erie overall was equipped because I was able to make some headway using Erie's tools that was provided to me. Right, I just don't right. think we had the right mentality, the right leader in place ah, in that space okay. to be able to work with the minority population on top of just working within an urban segment. Mm-hmm. You know, the challenges that you face in a rural population where, you know, the max population of a city could be 3,000 people in comparison to having a million people in a in a population segment with a lot more cars, a lot more chances for accidents, a lot mm-hmm. more issues that could occur. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to understand the dynamics there and the people there and what their focuses are and what's going to be important to them and, you know, how you're going to grow in that space. So I was able to kind of crack that nut. And luckily for us, I was able to break some state records in that district. Wow. Uh, three years back to back to back. So, yeah. yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. So after doing that for six years, I then was given the opportunity to manage the state of Ohio. So I became an Ohio manager uh, for our Canton branch, and I primarily took on the northern part of the state. So what were you, like four years old? <laughs> like what? <laughs> uh, I was uh, at the point at the time I was named the youngest vice president wow. in Erie Insurance's history. So I had that opportunity and really relished that. And, you know, part of my focus was the diversity aspect of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I handled the northern part of the state. The southern part of the state was managed out of the uh, city of Columbus. And I was managing mostly the the northern part. So Toledo, Youngstown, Cleveland, that area. Mm -hmm. And we, you know, we really grew, really grew quickly. And I think a lot of it was because we had a focus on diversity. We had a focus on those. You spoke the language, you spoke the culture. Exactly. You know, and when you're you're talking to people that are in the community, they want to hear from somebody who's part of the community. Right. A lot of time that, you know, understands, you know, some of the trials, tribulations I've gone through, understand some of the angst that people may have about insurance companies in general. Mm Mm-hmm. So we were able to make some real headway with the, uh, there. We were able to recruit some diverse agents uh, that were able to get into the communities, become leaders. And then they were also able to grow and, you know, become leaders in their own sense. They were able to, to maximize their opportunities. And we just really took off in a really, really quick way. So after about three years of doing that, uh, we found some real strong success I was asked to come up here to the state of Wisconsin mm-hmm. and work out of our uh, Milwaukee territory. And I'm uh, our office is in Brookfield, but I now manage the entire state of Wisconsin for Erie Insurance. And I'm looking to recreate that magic here. You know, I'm looking to recreate, you know, the focus on diversity to grow our state of Wisconsin. Now that diversity is the only thing we focus on, but I think it's a key component and it needs to be integra- um, integral in what we do. It needs to not be something else that we do. It needs to be a part of everything that we do. And I believe if you have that focus on diversity, equity, and inclusion and kind of all of the aspects of the job, you will find opportunities to grow because it just hasn't been a overall focus here. Not that Erie's shying away from it. Mm -hmm. Not that Erie's ever done anything as far as redlining or going away or shying away from trying to be a part of diversity initiatives. But has it really been a focus? Has it really been a top of mind at all times? Now, was it was it because they didn't do it or because they didn't have to? Yeah, and a lot of it, I think, is because they didn't have to. 
Okay. You know, we've been able to grow exponentially here. We've been in the uh, state of Wisconsin for 21 years, wow. and we've been really successful getting into the top three in our homeowner's product. We're top three in the, uh, in the state. We're number six in the state when it comes to our auto, and we're in the top 20 when it comes to our overall commercial products, so mm-hmm. right, businesses. So we've been able to grow really quickly without kind of that being an overall focus. But what we want to do is not become stagnant. And you know, like I know, the fastest growing dollar in America right now is the black and brown dollar. Yes, it is. So if we're going to continue to grow into the future, we need to prioritize that. So essentially, I can come to Erie Insurance and and and, and we'll, we'll talk about it. But I can come to Erie Insurance and get any type of insurance I want or need. But I can also come and get a job. That is absolutely correct. And so you offer training. You offer all those types of experiences that you you look at a larger insurance company and you go, okay, well, I got to interview and do this and this and this and this and this. And we kind of have an initiative already. But Erie is a little different because, how, how can I say this? You, you seem to be more um, boots on the ground. Absolutely. Right? That, that when I met you, a guy walks up and says, hey, let me introduce you to, and I got introduced. And I thought, oh, he works for Erie Insurance. And they said, no, he's actually our boss. He's the vice president of Wisconsin. And I went, this guy? <laughs> in, that, in that, wow, he's like young enough to be my son. <laughs> like what? And I, and I thought that that is a reflection of the excellence that Erie Insurance has because of their training and bringing people in and the experiences they can give you that not everybody has. And that's why I'm excited for the show because, you know, you can really move mountains here in Milwaukee. And, and the fact that you left Ohio was okay, (laughs) you know, (laughs) cause I'm, I'm actually headed there tomorrow. Are you now? So it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. We'll have to have that sidebar conversation at one point. (laughs) Oh, believe me, I've been there too many times. (laughs) Columbus and Toledo and, Mm-hmm. And and even that driving around that you did. So now that you're in Wisconsin, you've been here a year. Yep. And so now you've started to meet people, be introduced to people. What what um, how do you see Erie Insurance in five years in Wisconsin? Yeah, I see Erie Insurance continue to move forward. You know, we've uh, great laid a great foundation here. Uh, we've uh, garnered a lot of respect in the community. But I think uh, the one piece that we're missing is just continue to grow in all areas of the state, continue to maximize our, our opportunities. We've kind of just kind of hunkered down and really grown with some of the partners that we came in here initially with. But uh, we've got an opportunity to really, really grow exponentially. Mm-hmm. And that's what my driving force is. And like I've you know been telling everybody, a focus with uh, diversity, equity and inclusion is going to leapfrog us ahead of some other companies that are domiciled in this state that necessarily haven't put that level of focus, at least not from a boots on the ground standpoint, uh, that, you know, we want to, you know, one thing that I've learned and, you know, I learned in the Cleveland area and I've learned here is that people don't want lip service, right? People do not want you out just cutting a check and moving on. They'll take your money. Sure. Why not? Who doesn't take money? Right. You know, but are do they really care? Are you really making a difference? And they can see right through that stuff and see through it very, very quickly. So when I say that we're going to help support, if we're going to support financially, we're going to be beside you helping you pick up the pieces. Okay. We're going to be right alongside with you. So we're going to do it with you and a part of our community as we move forward. Wow. Makes me want to go work for Erie Insurance, right? So before we go to break, 
you have three components of community involvement, awareness, and education, and training and job placement. And so today, I'd like to kind of dive. Can you give us just an overview of what we're going to talk about today? And that's training and job placement, where we have an economy today where they're literally like never in the history of, of the country have there been more than one job available for all the people looking for jobs. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's actually like one point something for every person looking for a job. Like you could, you could literally find two jobs, work two jobs, one and a half jobs and still not fill fill out all the jobs. Right. Right. So when we come back, well, before we go, tell me a little bit about what you see Erie's, places when it comes to training and job placement. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the training piece of it is we want to really dive in with our black and brown brothers and sisters that are out there. And we want to train you on how to not just get a job, but have a career in the insurance industry. We want you to be able to build a legacy for you, your family, be able to have sustainable, uh, you know, income, be able to, you know, get yourself in whatever financial position you want. So we want to train with several different initiatives that we'll talk about and provide you Mm -hmm. opportunities. And we're going to invest in you, in the community, in people uh, to get these things done. So the training is going to be a financial investment on our part. Right. Um, that we won't always see the return on for, but we feel long-term just bettering the people in the community and bettering the community will in turn better area insurance in the long run. And as far as the jobs are concerned, you know, my job uh, here as a sales manager is I manage over a, about 150 agents across the state of Wisconsin. So they're all looking to hire, just like you said, <laughs> right. everybody, right. Every, all right. of them are looking to hire. And not right just now. sales. <laughs> Yeah, not just sales. So we also have Erie Corporate. Mm -hmm. And here we have a very strong claims department here. Uh, We also have some corporate jobs that can be remote. So there's a lot of opportunity within Erie Insurance and here locally um, and with our corporate office to, you know, work, find a career in insurance. And insurance, you know, one thing we learned in this past pandemic was insurance is relatively pandemic proof. Yes, it is. You know, we did not miss a beat. The jobs never went away. Honestly, the workload increased. You know, we uh, people wanted to know about more about their insurance. People wanted to get more education. So we actually were continuing to hire uh, during that process where other people were letting people go. Outstanding. Fred Johnson, vice president and sales manager for the entire state of Wisconsin. Diversity and excellence powered by Erie Insurance. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. This is Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. We're back with Mr. Fred Johnson, vice president and Wisconsin manager for Erie Insurance. I'm Dr. Ken Harris, and this is Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. So before the break, we were talking about community involvement, uh, the partners that you have. And I guess now what we really want to do is look at and explain exactly what is insurance. A lot of people think they know what it is, or we talk about, you know, the, the big educational thing, you know, it's risk management and all that. But nobody really explains what that means for black people and brown people, why it is so important to really have insurance. So can you help us and educate us? What is insurance? Yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad that you brought that up because, you know, the difference that I see with insurance and the way people kind of view it is, you know, people know that they need it. 
you know, legally they have to have it. You have to have auto insurance. You need to have insurance on your home in order to get the loan. So people do it out of need. But what we try to educate people on is you need, you should want insurance. <laughs> and why should you want insurance, right? Right. So we'll start with the basics uh, going into a vehicle. You know, I always just use this example when I used to be out further east and uh, looking at, you know, having liability insurance on your car, you know, beyond just your property damage and being able to repair the vehicle, all these different things. You legally have to have liability insurance. But why should you have enough? Why should you not have state minimums? Why should you have an excited, um, you know, excited, a larger amount than just that minimum? And I use this kind of extreme example, but I think it helps paint the picture. So out east, we had a um, situation one time where a gentleman rear-ended someone, and uh, there was a young man driving the car. Turned out this young man played for Georgetown, basketball player, right? He uh, had a good good future, it looked like, was going to get drafted. Uh, maybe not first round, maybe late first round, early second but was going to get to the NBA and most likely was going to end up earning a couple million dollars a year at minimum. Who knows, could have exploded, turned into the next Giannis, but you never know. <laughs> <laughs> and we, and, and because we ended up rear-ending this individual, he ended up really damaging his wrist. And it ended up getting him to the point where he could not play basketball at the same level that he, he was doing so beforehand. And so we ended up having to pay not just for the damages to his wrist, the medical piece, not just repairing the car, but the liability of the future earnings right. that he was about to have. So all of a sudden, that goes from $10,000 on the car, maybe $25,000 on the medical bills. Right. So you're thinking it's $35,000. You've got $50,000 of minimum liability. But all of a sudden now you're looking at $1 million per year for maybe the next 10 years this gentleman was about to make. Right. If you, don't, if you have $50,000 of coverage... What do you think the rest of that $10 million is coming from? I got to work a lot of part-time jobs. Yeah. And uh, by the way, Erie Insurance <laughs> is hiring. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, you know, you want to have those opportunities to learn, like, what mm -hmm. are my risks out right. there while I'm right. driving uh, to protect yourself, protect your family from potential, you know, issues that can happen in a vehicle. And obviously, you want to have the right amount of coverage just to protect your vehicle. You know, so you, a lot of people have insurance. They have the minimum, the amounts that they can so that they can just get on the road and drive illegally and don't get harassed by the police, right? But... Are you really looking at what's it going to take to get you get yourself back on the road if your vehicle was completely damaged, totaled out? We know the the risks that are happening out right, right. now with reckless right. driving. You know, you want to protect yourself. It's not about yourself, right? I try to t educate my daughters on this. When you're out driving, it's not about your ability to drive. It's not, you know, are you protecting yourself? Are you a defensive driver? You're getting that insurance for every one that's around you. The millions of drivers you go by every year. That's the people you're buying insurance for so you protect yourself from them hitting you or doing something crazy. Okay. So you want to build your ability to protect yourself and put yourself back to where you were. We call that indemnification. Mm -hmm. You know, we want to indemnify you, make sure you are able to get back to the place you were before the accident took place. You're making me want to go. I think I'm going into insurance. I forget this radio thing. I think I'm going to go insurance. I'm going to sell insurance. And so, and so the education part that you're trying to help us understand is that insurance can be 
for you in multiple ways in terms of if someone injures you or if you injure someone else. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And all those opportunities. And then you look at it from, you know, your homeowner standpoint. You know, we don't see too many traumatic, uh, different devastating weather events that occur in the Milwaukee or Wisconsin area. But we do get our, our occasional tornado. You know, we will have a series of hailstorms, windstorms, yeah, windstorms, yeah. different things that'll take place. Uh, you're not going to see a whole bunch of earthquakes and things out here, but we do have these scenarios that take place, and it can be devastating if you don't have the right amount of coverage to your home. I had a chimney in in a home I owned fall through the second floor to the first floor to five feet where my daughter sat in her swing. Oh my goodness! Right. Yeah. Luckily, we weren't at home; we were visiting. The issue with that was that we had the fire department who got called by the neighbor and said, hey, there's a police officer that lives in that house. Him and his wife, his car's out front. The chimney fell in and nobody's answering. Made it a priority one. Police came. The inspector from the police department came. The battalion chief from the fire department. I didn't know the boots that firefighters wear. That they walk through 10,000 fires? Yeah, they'll walk through your house, too. Oh, yeah. And ruin everything they walk on. Yeah. Who do you think's paying for that? Hit the door, <laughs> broke the door in because nobody answered the door, all that. When I was done, I had more damage to my house than I had for the chimney. Oof. But now, yeah, it's real guess story. what? I had insurance. Yeah. And they paid for everything, put us in a hotel for a couple of weeks, fixed everything. And those are the type of risks that we don't know that will happen. Yeah, absolutely. You just you can't can't foresee that. Right. And you're looking at you brought up windstorms. So we do have a number of windstorms out here. One misnomer that a lot of people think is, you know, if that tree, my neighbor's tree blows over and crashes into my house, that my neighbor's gonna pay for that. Absolutely incorrect. That is your responsibility because so wind, wind blowing. See, I'm done. Wind, <laughs> wind blowing, we consider an act of God, right? You know, really? it wasn't the neighbor that forced that wind to blow. Wow. You know, if that wind blew that healthy tree over and it knocked into your house. And if that, you're not insured, you're not insured. It's not getting paid for. You're paying for that. How much damage possibly could that cause if, it, if you've got a tree in your living room now? So how much? So does that cut in then to my assets, like things I own? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, so, I, so I have to pay for that? Yeah, or? you'll have to pay for that out of your own pocket. Do you have that $100,000 sitting aside ready to fix your house up and pick that tree up and, and buy them TVs and fix the carpet and all these different things that are going to need to be done after that occurs? And, you know, there's all kinds of different things that occur out there. Floods, wind, fire. You know, right now, as uh, kind of silly as it sounds, we're in the cold season. Right. And cold season is actually fire season. Yes. You know, we've got Christmas trees that uh, catch on fire. We've got, you know, people out there frying turkeys and too close to the garage or inside the garage end up catching on fire. That's a whole um, other weird thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Topic <laughs> for another discussion one oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, it'll, you know, these things are, you know, random scenarios that can occur right. that can cause serious devastation to somebody if they are not properly insured. And it's this reason why I say you don't need you need insurance, but you should want insurance. And you should want enough insurance that if something goes wrong, if the worst were to happen, if your house crumbles to the ground tomorrow, 
Will you be taken care of? Will they put you up in a hotel like your company did? Will they take care of the food that's in your refrigerator? Will they repair the home? Will they get your kids in school? Will they give you new clothes if there's smoke damage? All these different things. Hmm. Will those things happen? Okay. okay. Will, are you protected appropriately? So that's one thing Erie Insurance we rely upon and we value ourselves on is that we're not just giving you the cheapest product out there simply to give you a product. We want to make sure that you are completely covered, that we are a value-oriented organization. We value our customers. We err on the side of the customer. So when you're with Erie Insurance, you're going to get a policy that is going to make sure you are indemnified and make sure that you can take care of, and we pride ourselves on our claims experience. Now, I heard somebody say something, and they kind of used it as an educational comment. I'm not co-signing it. But I'd, I'd love your thoughts on it in context, because I understand what they mean. Pay your insurance before you pay your rent. Mm. And I mm. thought about that and I said, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. And, and the person that told me was my uncle. And he mm. said, if what you have is not protected, it doesn't matter if you can live there and pay rent when there's nothing there. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Fire flood something i don't need that that's a whole other we could do a show on floods oh, right yeah, absolutely the the things that they're experiencing in florida where where your house is now falling off literally into the gulf of mexico so how how do you how do you recover from that how do you right. do and he said pay your insurance first if you're struggling and you're trying to live from paycheck to paycheck and you put your bills in order pay your insurance first yeah, I can definitely understand his point with that. Um, yeah. You know, because I think about, you know, what's the, the rent paying, right? The rent is paying for your ability to live in the space that you're living in. Right. Uh, does it pay for the TV? Does no. it pay for your the kids' clothes? clothes? Does it pay for mm. your carpet? Does it pay for the food in your refrigerator? These are things that the, your insurance will cover along with the house that you're paying the mortgage on or if you're inside of a home you have that tenant's policy you know everything else that's in there so i you know as crazy as it may sound i agree with your uncle wow and and i never thought about that until you started into the whole education piece and how just how important it is to make sure that you cover your assets right so that you can have them and so i used to always think well is it to replace it it's like no so you can keep it so if someone sues you because you you cause damage, you can keep what you have. Right. Absolutely. And I thought, wow, that's and that's a basic. whole other aspect. That's a whole right? other getting into. I mean, we could spend yeah. a whole show talking about suits yes. and the way that the community is now, way America has turned into. My oh, goodness, yeah. oh, everything's yeah. exploded ever since that woman got paid for that coffee yeah. from McDonald's. Very much. Yeah. So the world has changed ever since that moment, and people are sue happy. Yeah. So are you protected from that random lawsuit? And one of the ones I see all the time, one that a lot of people don't think about, is when you're inviting your kids' friends over to the house. Yep. Yep. And true. is there a slip and fall? Are they jumping on a trampoline and they're breaking their arm? Are you know were they roughhousing? Were they jumping yeah. off the roof into a pool? Wow. Are they was your kid throwing a party that you didn't know about and somebody got hurt or drunk or died or something occurred? Are you protected? And a lot of times, what we don't need is that homeowner's policy at that time. Sometimes can't even be enough to cover that. So we have another policy that we sell called an umbrella policy right. that goes above and beyond right. what your homeowners can cover. So that is kind of your lawsuit protection policy. Mm -hmm. And that's one that a lot of people really, again, should want 
because it's protecting you from the absolute worst case scenario that could occur that could be detrimental to your future. So again, something in the black and brown communities that I want to make sure that we concentrate on is continuing to build. And if you put if a situation like this puts you in a financial hole that you cannot get out of, how do you build wealth? How do you leave wealth to your families? If you're going to be in debt for the next 35 years because somebody got hurt in your home and you did not have insurance, you know, where does that leave you? Are you able to continue to build or you have to just work two, three jobs just right. to continue to pay you know, that particular issue and keep food on the table? Mr. Fred Johnson, Vice President, Wisconsin Manager for Erie Insurance. When we come back, we want to talk about activities that Erie Insurance is doing, the local agents, things things that are going on in Wisconsin and in Milwaukee. You're listening to Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. We'll be right back. This is Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance, on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We're back. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. This is Diversity and Excellence powered by Gary Insurance. Fred Johnson, Vice President, Wisconsin State Manager, is here with us today. Now, before the before the break, we were we were talking about uh, community efforts and things of that nature. But then let's let's dive into what happens when you have an accident. Because you know, I, I think I think other than life insurance, car insurance is probably the most common if not the most common type of insurance people have yeah definitely by far but then it sounds silly but we know a lot of people that don't drive like that's the reason why we have uninsured and underinsured coverage because people drive without insurance absolutely what does that mean what what what, what's the importance of having it yeah so and that's something I, i love talking about because there are so many people that just don't believe in it Right, they just feel like it's not necessary. Weird. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessary. Is it something I have to do because it's because no, I won't hit anybody and right. nobody will hit me. Right. Right. Exactly. Right. So, and a lot of people when they think about insurance, like, well, I'm I'm a good driver. I don't need insurance. I don't need insurance companies. I'm a good driver. And mm-hmm. I you know, consistently have to tell people it's not about that. It's about the people on the road. You know, you're a good driver. You can be a good driver. But how many thousands of people do you drive past in a week? Maybe a million, depending on where you're at in Milwaukee or Chicago areas. So it's a real opportunity for people just to learn what the importance is of insurance and why they need it. And one of the best stories that I can tell as to the need of it is honestly to get a little bit vulnerable and talk about my own daughter. Right. Wow. Now, she has a father who's Wait in minute. insurance. Wait a minute. Did you get her? <laughs> did you get her permission to? Uh... <laughs> throw her under the bus. Uh, yeah, well, did I get her permission to throw her under the bus? So well, wait, my, wait, 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 wait. Why, years of financial why investment is, is my permission. Exactly. <laughs> Do you pay for her insurance? I did. Okay. I did. All right, there we go. Yeah, I did pay for her insurance <laughs> for a while. That's carte blanche now. Yeah, but she is now an adult, so she is now paying for her own insurance. Okay. Yeah, but during this particular situation, you know, and this is, you know, my daughter's like everybody else. How come, you know, I have to pay for insurance? How come we need it? And she had a perfect example of why years ago. And she got into an accident driving a vehicle. She, uh, you know, I, you know, she gave me an explanation of what she was doing, which was clearly nothing. Right, I both hands on the wheel. My hands were at ten and two, and I was driving forward, and I was looking, and I was hitting the brakes, and everything was uh, going right except for the, the car that's in the front world, of me. The world, that yeah, the world around the, her yeah. made her crash into it, the rear of this it car. It moved in front of her car. Yeah, exactly. Okay. That car <laughs> slid backwards fifteen <laughs> miles an hour and slammed into the front of her car. 
So she ended up, uh, you know, hitting the rear of somebody's car. Um, not too bad of damage, right? You know, but she was driving an older vehicle. And Dr. Kent, you know, like uh, most parents should do, I didn't give my daughter a brand new vehicle to start driving with. So, <laughs> you know, she had know to you know, go right. through her, her trials and tribulations with a little bit of an older car. So she felt, hey, it's a minor damage, right? You know, minor damage. It's going to be fine. I'm going to get out of this. She wasn't hurt. She was fine. A uh, person in front of her wasn't hurt. She was fine. But all of a sudden, we uh, pulled the car back to the house after getting it towed. Started seeing a leak. Radiator was damaged. Uh, the bumper's a little bit damaged. Needs, re- needs repaired, replaced. So when we start looking at, you know, what were these repairs going to cost her to get it fixed, out of her budget, right? As a young, which is zero, growing adult. <laughs> right, yeah, no. zero, zero would be polite. I think it was negative something. <laughs> but so she needs, you know, protection, right. right? She did not have the money to repair that vehicle, to get herself back on the road, to get herself to her job, to make, you know, a little bit of dollars that she had. And she needed that insurance to protect her and get her through. You know, when individuals who are struggling, you know, maybe they have a job, don't have a job, don't have a lot of income. Those are the people who kind of look at insurance and say, maybe I don't need that. Maybe I don't need that wow. insurance coverage, right? Wow. Maybe I'm going to, you know, prioritize something else over insurance. And that is the complete wrong way to think about it. Because if you end up running into one of these scenarios where you accidentally get into a risk, and again, it could have been the person that was my, the person that was in front of my daughter that she ran into that maybe was struggling or didn't have a lot of finances, you need that insurance to close that gap, right? Mm -hmm. You need that insurance to repair that vehicle, to get you back on the road, because it can be financially detrimental to especially youth who may be trying to build their wealth, trying to get themselves Mm -hmm. on their feet. And so they need to make sure they're having insurance to get themselves taken care of if the worst were to happen on the road. Now, when you say gap, what do you mean by that? So when I say the gap, I mean the gap between what you have in the bank account. (laughs) (laughs) Negative (laughs) negative 500. Yeah, which was the negative whatever for my daughter, (laughs) to what it's going to cost to get you back on the road. Ah. Is there a gap there? All right. And if there's not a gap there, maybe you right. have that finances. Maybe you have that money. Mm-hmm. Maybe you've been saving. Maybe it's going to be a $5,000 repair right. and you've got $10,000 in the bank. Great. But do you really want to use that $5,000 you have in the bank and you're going to use 50% of your savings yeah. and then you're starting over or building? You're, you're not have, able to do the things that you need to do. You're not able to get the down payment on this, that, take care of the, the medical issues that are going to come up. So this insurance is a way for you to make sure you fill that gap. That is between the repairs that you have to pay and what's sitting in your bank account. A tough dad, boy, I'm telling you. Now, did you at least make her pay the premiums or were you a dad dad? No, I, were, I we, so we started slow. It was 50-50 uh, at oh, one point. Oh, look at you. And then it was 100%, but it was still in my name so that she could reap the benefits of our driving records for me and my wife. Right. You know, her insurance right. went down a little bit. Right. Now that she has uh, decided to get in a couple accidents, I decided, you know what? It's time for you to be a big girl and go ahead and pay for this insurance on your own, put the car in your name, insurance in your name, and move it forward. And and so the longer you drive, the – I don't want to use the word easier. The, <laughs> the more equitable insurance becomes because now you're able to, to um, use the fact that you're older, you're more mature, and you have less accidents. Well, let me ask you a question. Do you think uh, your 
45-year-old middle-aged driver is going to be the safer individual, or is it the 17-year-old driver just got his license? Depends. If we're talking about Milwaukee, <laughs> I ain't giving none of them. <laughs> Man, none of them. No, but, 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 but generally on average, speaking, yes. generally speaking, the 45-year-old is older, wiser, has more a job, assets. more assets, so they would Odds are they would have insurance. Yeah, as are they would have insurance, and odds are they're not going to be as aggressive behind the wheel. Correct. So youthful operators, one, they're a little bit more aggressive. Two, they just they're still they're learning driving, right? right? They're right. they're not experienced. They haven't been driving for thirty years right. and haven't been going through it. So they just are still getting their feet underneath them when it comes to you know pulling into parking spaces or you know merging into the highway. Did he just or, say parking spaces? Uh, we got to uh, know how to park too. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's one of the number one places you get yes, in accidents. It is. Yes, it is. Number one. Yes, it is. Backing into parking spaces, yes, and you it see is. it all the time. Yeah. I know there's a lot of people listening right now that have come out after they went to the mall, came out and saw that ding, ding. or that mark, that oh, scratch, yeah. or that dent on their car. And who, you know, it wasn't my daughter now. Let's, let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it was, you know, th- these are people that are just, they're learning a lot of times on how to yeah. manage the, you know, the, the vehicle. And so anything I'm moving in, anything that I operate, anything that I'm doing, I need to make sure that there's actual coverage so that I can make sure that it doesn't cost me where I'm literally paying the rest of my life for a mistake I made. And and that's what we talk about when we talk about risk management, the risk of losing everything for the rest of your life up to and including your life, which we'll talk about later, than being able to, what you say, fill that gap. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, you got to think about other things that insurance can protect you from. Right. And that, a lot of times, is the medical expense, right? So, Oh, what wow. If, I didn't think about that. Yeah. So what if something happens where, you know, again, we're looking at the people outside, right? We've seen the reckless driving in Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. What if that, you know, you're driving along, you're doing everything you should be doing. You're doing everything Right. You are protecting yourself. You're a safe driver. You're stopping at the stoplight. You're looking both ways. You're doing everything. But that person blows that red light, slams right into you, T-bones you, right. breaks your leg. You mm. can't walk right again. So y'all you know, just all, not going to pay for it? Just, yeah. So, <laughs> you're right. So, so <laughs> you know, a lot of times we, we hear those stories, right? Yeah. And oh, yeah. you need insurance oh, yeah. to protect you. And unfor- the unfortunate reality is right now that a lot of people out there do not have insurance. Are driving without insurance. So you and know, you on average, what those numbers are like is half of Milwaukee or a fourth of like it's closer to a fourth. Wow. Yeah, a fourth. So if you see four cars on the road, one it is realistic to say that one of those cars are not insured. That's scary. How dangerous does that that's sound? Scary. Yeah. And that's why it's even more important. Yeah, it is vitally important. Yeah. So that's why I want to educate the community and bring awareness about the importance of you having insurance, not just for you and what you could do out there mm-hmm. and on the roadways, but what people may do to you. And if you don't have that coverage, you could literally be left hanging out there and not be able to take care of yourself, not be able to repair your vehicle from that un- uninsured motorist out there. They don't care. They're driving without insurance, right? They're taking the risk. They should mm-hmm. care. But you yourself, everyone listening to me right now, hearing my voice, if you don't have insurance, please do yourself a favor. Not me, not Erie, not Dr. Harris, not Danielle, who's going to get me my plaque on the wall. 
uh, listen to yourself, take care of yourself and get mm-hmm. yourself insurance, even if it's not with your insurance. Let me just be real with you all for one minute. Do yourself a favor. Go out and get yourself protected. It is so important to protect yourself, even if it is not with Erie. Get yourself some coverage so you can be protected, protect your own assets, protect your own life, protect your own health to get out there in case the worst happens and somebody does it to you. You've all watched the news. You've seen it. It's happening out there. Don't look at insurance as something that you can write off that you don't need to have mm-hmm. or that you're going to get it. You're going to get it done cheaply. You know, I see a lot of people out there will get the minimum because right. that's the right. cheapest thing they can get. Right. You know, what happens when the maximum circumstance happens? What happens when the worst happens? You need your entire car replaced. You end up in the hospital for weeks. Or, you know, these things happen and you have minimum coverage. That's still going to fall on you. Okay. Get yourself some significant coverage, protect Mm -hmm. yourself, and make that a priority when you're looking to go out and protect yourself with insurance coverage. Fred Johnson, Vice President, Wisconsin State Manager, We are diversity and excellence powered by Erie Insurance. More of diversity and excellence powered by Erie Insurance is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. You're listening to diversity and excellence powered by Erie Insurance. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. On the new 1017 The Truth, we're here with Fred Johnson, Harry Santiago. I think heaven is still here somewhere, you know, <laughs> flying flags and, you know. She bouncing around. Cheering, cheering, she, she heard cheering Dwayne Wade on. was uh, walking house. around here, so yeah. she's bouncing around. That was the end of that. She was like, Dad who? I don't know. Dad, who, dad? who was that? And, and so before the break, we were talking about the types of products people should consider and all that stuff. But what we really want to jump into is the outcome of insurance. What can it do? And Fred brought up a thing called generational wealth. We keep hearing that. keep talking about it. But how do we plug that in, Harry, to life insurance? Well, you know, before we go there, I want to bring up an incident that just recently happened right in our own office uh, regarding life insurance. Okay. And uh, one of our producers, um, who I constantly push life insurance sales on, because that's what we're supposed to do <laughs> um, as principal agents, said to the client, hey, um, where do you stand with life insurance? And he got up and he said, life insurance? Hey, look, <laughs> I don't need life insurance. I don't need to leave my kids anything. They don't deserve it. We were like like taken back by this right. line. Right? right. So... This individual, obviously, obviously, they have some, I'm going to call it poor family dynamics or dysfunctional family, for example, and this gentleman happened to walk into our office and we bring up life insurance. Or they might have just heard bad information. Bad information, correct. Very very true, very true. But uh, it is that individual that becomes a challenge for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, obviously, he let him go and then, you know, told me about it, and, and I'm going to as we as we talk here, we I am going to follow up with this individual and schedule. Say, can you come in? T- can you please come to our office? I want to talk to you. I want to be able to to be able to sit down. And by the way, something we haven't mentioned yet, we do everything bilingual. In this case, we would be doing in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And as good as Spanish as I speak, because it's my first language, I still have a Spanish app on my phone because there are certain lines, right. and certain words right. that sometimes you get kind of crossed up and go. You know what? I'm going to make sure I'm saying this correctly. Right. Okay. So 
to be able to reach someone like that and say, hey, if I can make this sale, Fred will know about it because I'll call him up right away. Hey, Fred, I sold him. Yeah, yeah, you <laughs> okay. will. Because that's a, that, to me, it, it, it represents an opportunity, but also an opportunity to educate further and convince someone this is important, and I'm going to explain to you why. Okay. Okay. Because it will go, for example, get into the question. We have a thing called beneficiaries. And beneficiaries are assigned to a policy, and the insurer, when they purchase that policy, has a choice to have one beneficiary, two beneficiaries. The bottom line is, is that when we get to, to the bottom line, it's got to equal 100%. One person gets 75, one person gets 25, 10 people get 10, whatever. And it has to be that. If it's a person that, for example, I'll take myself, for example, I have two daughters. Okay, so if I want my daughters, one to have 50%, one to have 50%, and I have a half a million term policy, for example, and something happens to me, they're both going to get $250,000. Right. Okay. They can then turn that $250,000 into many, many things. Okay. With their own kids. This is the generational wealth that we're talking about here, where pay for college pay for this pay for that mm-hmm. you know and and just help them grow so one of the ways i could do that is to literally just using it as an example mm-hmm. um you pass away your daughter gets two hundred fifty thousand dollars she takes that two hundred fifty thousand dollars and takes maybe a hundred and buys a policy a whole life policy for whatever it'll give her mm-hmm. and start that ball rolling with her children correct meanwhile she's still paying on her own insurance Right. Still taking that, and you teach your kids to, hey, when when you die, have your money put in there, and it gets bigger and bigger. And, and that's one of the things about life insurance that people don't explain. Correct. Yeah, and I think there's, there's a, a value in what you just said, right? We talk about the life insurance piece and the money that you receive and how that helps your generational wealth, paying off your debts. Maybe you know, maybe you know, you can you know pay off the house note, you right. can pay off your car, and or you can start your own business and start right, maybe an Erie Correct. insurance agency. Which Correct. if you're thinking about, you call Fred Johnson at Erie Insurance. There you go. There but, you go. There you uh, go. If uh, you know it, what it also does, it educates, right? It shows you example and context. So what it can do is when your child or your beneficiary ends up receiving that money, they now see the value in that life insurance policy. So they will then get it on their children, Mm -hmm. who will get it on their children. So when my daughter receives that money, she's gonna be set one step ahead. When her kids receive that money, they're now two steps ahead. When their kids receive that money, three steps ahead. So it continues to build that value throughout the generations of your family. And that's what life insurance can do, not just with the money, the financial piece, Mm -hmm. but with the education of why it's important. Something that other communities besides black and brown have learned and have put it into place and structured for a long time. And something that we need to do a better job of educating and bringing that message to our communities, which is something that Harry is doing a phenomenal job of. Thank you. And actually, that is one of the key areas that I always bring up to my own clients. I said, let me tell you something. My mother and father, may they rest in peace, did not talk to me ever about life insurance. Yep. They did not know themselves. Right. I can't blame them for not teaching me because they didn't know. Right. So we're the generation that does know. We're the generation that are able to come here on the, on the truth and talk about the truth about life insurance and say, hey, this is important and this is why. You know, and we some of the you know topics that we you know we we touch base with here. And it's so important. And sometimes like like 
as an agent, when you don't make that sale and you've invested all this time, <laughs> I don't have hair to pull out. None of us do. Anyways, I'm like, oh, what did I do wrong? You know, it's like, right. but I, but you have to go on because obviously there's another one coming. But what it really comes down to is the title of what the program is, Diversity and Excellence. It's being able to reach yes. those communities where they are, but st- and, not but, but and still have a level of excellence that's going to serve them for generations. Correct. And I think that's the key. But how do you push through to that community? How do you, you're literally going into somebody else's family and I'm saying, hey, Harry, you're, 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 you're the father of Fred, who's the father of heaven. Yeah. I need you to do what you're doing for her. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you get that mindset change? Ooh, what a great question. Um, you know, for us, um, we're blessed of the fact that we're now in our 18th year, so people come to us as opposed mm-hmm. to me trying to go to people to get right. to come to us. But however, what, what, however did it, what did it take to get to that point? A lot of hard work, a lot of long hours, a lot of miles. Okay. I mean, my first year in business, my home, my daughter's bedroom was my office. My cell phone was my main number. I still have that number. Okay. The reason I have never changed my number is because, you know, John or Bob or Juan or Jose that I sold in 2007 might need me in 2023 real quick for a mm-hmm. quick question. And I'm still their agent. Okay. I, okay. I, you know, I, I want to, you know, right. I'm going to be able to feel that then talk to them. But, um, <laughs> boy, because they come to us doesn't necessarily mean I can't go to them. And this is one thing that I will continue to do, mm-hmm. you know, go to community events, sponsor tables, uh, talk to Fred about all the sponsorships. Erie's been a big, was a big sponsor, and hopefully in the near future we could be again, at Mexican Fiesta, with the biggest Latino ethnic festival in, in the Midwest. Right. Erie came to me years ago. I said, hey, if we're going to invest, let's go there. And they did. And, you know, a lot of hard work, three straight days of a lot of hard work. However, we got the Erie name out there. We got our name out there along with Erie. And till today, some, someone will walk in and says, you know, I still remember you from Mexican Fiesta. And just that line alone just pays off all those long hours that we had to sweat oh, yeah. there, right? Oh, yeah. You know, it just, it just feels good. So we never stop, never stop thinking that you've done enough because we haven't. There's always opportunities out there everywhere we go when it comes to insurance. And to be insured with Erie, you can't go wrong. So how does that transfer to the children? How do you get that mindset there? Because, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, it's one thing to tell the parent and the parent says, hey, I got this. Mm-hmm. Right. But we also know that disconnect because, you know, we got young folks that don't always listen like right. we didn't, <laughs> right. like we did all the time. Right, right, right. <laughs> so so then what what type of educational things does your agency help people with? Well, you know, the, the biggest thing I could say is that when when parents bring their kids in we do take an advantage by the way to talk to the kids as well okay. so, hey where you know where do you go to school what are your future plans you know right. think about what we're talking about here a lot of parents and bring their kids um not knowing that we're fully fully bilingual some some parents like especially i'm speaking of latino parents here bring their kids because they use their kids as translators okay. okay okay and then of course no no then we say no se preocupe don't worry we're, we got you like kind of deal you know and so we try to also touch base with the kids as a principal agent, I, actually, I, I want to get back on that tour again. I, I've, I've been to many schools to talk to students about the importance of insurance, um, and especially auto insurance in that case. And I don't mean to switch from life to auto, but as we all no, know. No, no, no. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's a, that's a when, big... When you're young, those two go hand in hand. <laughs> exactly. And, and, yeah. and you know, it, it's very important that, you know, this young generation understands that, hey, 
your age is going to cost your parents uh, pain in the pocket, you know, until, you know, obviously you get old enough. So it is, it, it's a tough question to answer because it's tough being mm. an insurance agent trying to reach everybody. All right. We got about a minute to go in this segment. I have one question. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm, insurance can help you with generational wealth, but give me about 30 seconds on how does it protect generational wealth? Well, the first thing that comes to mind is by having it. Okay. To make sure that some, when something does go wrong, it's there to be used. Now, now the lights go on. Now the lights go on. Bad accident happens. Loss of life. We all dread that. You know, but it happens. You know, when it happens, and now, now we're putting life insurance into action. Right. Now we're saying, hey, um, I don't know if you've ever gone to a funeral, anybody here, mm-hmm. and, and thought to yourself, I sure hope they had life insurance. Mm-hmm. I think we all have. Yeah. You know, so let's stop hoping and let's start doing it within time. So I don't have to sell my house, my cars or move, drain my 401k. Yes. Do all that Punish to your pay kids. for a funeral that could have easily been cover a hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Be proactive. We spend a lot of money on nonsense, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. on a lot of nonsense. Yeah, so a lot of people have uh, insurance on their cell phones, but not on their life. I'm not going to touch that. I'm, I'm not going. <laughs> we're not going. We're not going to go there because the amount that you pay on your phone could actually get you a decent amount of insurance. A lot of insurance. Oh yeah, a lot of insurance. Wow. You're listening to Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. My guests are Harry Santiago, owner of Santiago Insurance Agency, and of course Fred Johnson, the resident poobah, <laughs> <laughs> the vice president, Wisconsin branch manager for Erie yes, Insurance. Sir. How do we get in touch with you again, Harry? We're at 828 West Historic Mitchell Street, heart of the Latino community in the mm-hmm. South Side. And we're at 414-727-8284 or a Santiago Insurance Agency at Yahoo.com. 30 seconds. Any last words? Pleasure having had this conversation. Uh, very heartwarming. Um, very intriguing. I, As Fred said, I, I would never admit to me being whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, I realize that I, I do stand out somewhat, somehow, some way, and folks do um, look look for me. Fred, how do we get in touch with you? I want to be an agent. How do I get you in touch? You want to be an agent? Well, you get a hold of me, Fred Johnson at Erie Insurance. So you can go ahead and reach my email at fredperiodjohnson at erieinsurance.com, E-R-I-E, insurance completely spelled out, dot com. You can call our office at 262-798-1941. Or you can simply go to erieinsurance.com, look up the Wisconsin branch office, and get a hold of me there. So a lot of opportunities. So I'm able to celebrate my 39th wedding anniversary. I must send out a shout-out to Ms. Santiago. Thank you to Ms. Santiago, who's really our office manager who really runs the show. And I so just she's kinda, really the boss anyway. She's the boss anyways. Okay. You know, right. at home you and at the, the office, office, right? Dr. Harris, clearly <laughs> right. she's the boss. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And our beautiful daughters, Melissa, Adriana, and Christina Larissa. So, and our grandkids and other family members, thank you so much. Well, thank you all for being here, Fred, Harry. It's been an honor. Yep. You're listening Likewise. to Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance. Have a great day. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Diversity and Excellence show are solely that of the host or guests and not those of 1017 The Truth, Good Karma Brands Milwaukee LLC, or Erie Insurance. You are listening to the home of Milwaukee's realist conversations. 1017 FM, 1510 AM, WGKB Waukesha, and W269DL Milwaukee, a locally owned Good Karma Brands station.